everyone to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your overworked host, Joel. I swear I won't be yawning near as much this week as I was last week. We are back on our regular schedule, kinda, sorta. Ain't that right, Matt? Kinda. We're doing this one a day early now, but maybe that's for the best, because Comic-Con was this week. San Diego Comic-Con 2016. It was, and... Just when we think, ah, oh, we're not going to get a lot of news, we get a lot of news. Yeah, I uh, I completely did not plan for this one this year at all. I'm like, dum 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 I'm just going to review comics like normal. Oh, well, that's a pretty big news story, but uh, no, I don't think I need to talk about that. Oh, that's pretty big. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <It's>... So <laughs> I started doing news videos this week, even though if people watch my channel enough, I am much more... Uh, dedicated to the review side of the entertainment sphere than the news side, but there was some shit I just wanted to talk about, and I knew I didn't want to do single breakdown trailers for everything, so I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to put these all together, and I'm going to talk about them at the end of the day, and I did just that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do any, but mainly because I had to take apart my editing computer that I do all my reviews and everything on, because... Get so so I was like working on some reviews and everything, and I plugged the USB stick in to get something off, mm-hmm. and my computer shut down. Ooh, no. And I and I started it back up, and it said there was a surge, and I'm like, oh, what the hell is going on? And apparently, it was one of my one of my USB slots on the front, one of the little like connecting things that the USB chip connects to was slightly bent. Ugh. And apparently when that happens, all hell breaks loose and your computer doesn't want to work. So I had to take apart my computer, find that USB port and where it's plugged into my motherboard and unplug it. And oh my god, it was such a hassle. That that shit just terrifies me fully, completely. Like, I don't know if I told you, but uh, what is it? I, I had gotten a couple like thread stuck in driver errors and that just like scared the shit out of me because I had gotten a brand new computer. And this was just like after my old computer blue screened and I'm just like, no, no, not again, not again. <laughs> For the love of Christ, not again. I can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been dealing with. We, we've been hit with a positive avalanche of news, Matt, wouldn't you agree, from Comic-Con? This has probably been one of the meatiest Comic-Cons in recent memory. Yeah, we a lot of news. A lot of like TV and movie news as well, not just comics. Yeah, well, I can barely think of any actual comic news that happened. DC is still doing Rebirth right now, so that's not new. All of Marvel's new books got leaked beforehand. <laughs> and the ones that didn't get leaked were like, seriously? So we're going to get like 20 new Deadpool books. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy we're getting a new Wolverine book written by Tom Taylor. I'm happy about that. Oh, really? What's that one about now? Uh, it's Enemy of the State 2. Oh, holy shit. A sequel to uh, Wolverine, Enemy of the State. And it's still with Laura and everything. But they're yeah, doing a sequel to that. And, and he's writing Injustice 2. Oh, yes, that was a big thing. Of course, we got an Injustice trailer this week, too, that showed off Blue Beetle. Yeah, and a manly Wonder Woman. Yeah, Blue Beetle, has, I think everyone on that roster has been hitting the juice. Don't you agree? I think they need to piss mm-hmm. test that locker room. <laughs> it's like, Christ, Jaime, you are beefier now than you've ever been before. <laughs> everyone is super beefed up in that. <laughs> well, they all wear like 40 layers of armor. That's so. true. You can have as much armor as you want because every fight defines you, Matt. <laughs> 
every fight. I, I love we're at the point now where Matt's like, yeah, and just just two the game. That'll be pretty cool. But the comic, though. Yeah, the game I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> the comic. <laughs> I, I bought myself a brand new Mortal Kombat fight stick, so I'm going to try and get good in the future. Because <laughs> I know everyone's going to want to watch me play that game, so I'm going to try and get good and not shit. Oh yeah, that that that'll be that'll be coming back, won't it? All the all the channels that will suddenly turn to injustice gameplay and mm-hmm. everything like they they do every in like cycles. Yep, yep. For for those who remember, twas twas uh, excuse me, twas Halcyon days not long ago when many would be comic book channels sprung up and decided that they would all be injustice channels, and they were. <laughs> were <laughs> until they weren't anymore it's almost like you know building an entire uh channel around one thing is a bad idea <laughs> i don't know man sounds like a bad idea but it might have been a bad idea but yeah so there was that again i mentioned like 20 new deadpool books like there's gonna be deadpool fucks with history and deadpool in the black venom costume because you know everyone's been asking for that yeah, I, I'm sure everyone has been asking for that. I know, right? I joke, but I'm sure more people have been asking it than you think. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll make a ton of money because all the Deadpool miniseries make a bunch of money. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What Was that it for comics? I, I know there was like kind of a not great showing for comics this year. Yeah, I, I don't think there was. I know like when they were doing the Rebirth panels, they were talking about the Justice Society is getting a comic. They just... I don't think really they know what to do with them. We don't know when yet. I know we promised it, but it'll happen. Um, and they hinted at the authority coming back. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. And and Jeff Johns might be writing some more comic coming up. Oh, of course. So that'll be cool. That'll be interesting. I guess we can talk the entertainment side of things and the movie TV show side of things, because goddamn if that didn't take up the most time. And I suppose we'll start from the beginning and work our way down to yesterday. But uh, one of the biggest pieces right off the bat was a brand new Luke Cage trailer. Luke Cage premieres at the end of September, and by God, September can't get here soon enough. Oh my God, it was so awesome. Wu-Tang Clan. Dude, uh, who knew that Luke Cage and Old Dirty Bastard were a match made in heaven? Yeah, baby, I like it raw. I'm like, he does like it raw. Uh, and it was amazing as well how he used like the car door to turn a guy into a taco. That's great. Dude, Ca- Captain America, you know, with his fancy vibranium shield. Here in Harlem, though, we use car doors. <laughs> On the streets where it matters. Man, that's just so cool. Luke Cage walking through hallways, getting shot at, and it doesn't do anything to him. Yeah, he must hate having to buy new clothes. Oh, God, yeah. That's that's got to be an on-running joke in it where he's like, "Damn, I need to buy more shirts." <laughs> Superman doesn't have this problem. <laughs> oh, that's just so so freaking cool. I love that so far all the Netflix shows, even though they take place in you know similar parts of the city, you know Hell's Kitchen, Harlem, wherever Jessica Jones took place, yet they all have their own identity and their own sense of style, which I like. And they're really setting that up in that trailer where it's like, this is what Luke Cage is going to be about. Yeah, they're not all like, yeah, they're not all the same type of style, whereas like Daredevil is like a crime, gritty drama, and Jessica Jones is more of a thriller. Mm -hmm. And this looks to be, Luke Cage looks to be like a 
like a crime, but kind of funny at the same time. Yeah, it, it's definitely got its own thing going for it. And, uh, man, it, it is cool. I like they call him Harlem's Avenger in that. I'm like, that's nice. I dig that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a whole different approach to superheroing where it's like, look, I don't got to protect the whole world or even the whole city. If I just protect one neighborhood really well, then I'm making a difference. Yeah. And Mike Coulter, he's great, too. He he really lives to that classic saying, you know, speak silently and carry a big stick. That's what he does. <laughs> he is the big stick. He is he is a giant big stick that will beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that series. He was great in Jessica Jones. So he was. Yeah, yeah which I, I need to go back and watch Jessica Jones again because he already had a pretty sizable part. Yeah, he did. He did. He sure did. Uh... Uh, also, too, we caught a little glimpse of Iron Fist, which I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, Iron Fist was actually really cool. That was interesting. They had some cool stuff going on there. You know, we see Danny in a plane that clearly crashes in the uh, Himalayas there. How Danny Rand gets to the Himalayas doesn't matter. There's a bunch of different stories about how he got there. But long story short, crashes, parents dead, taken in by monks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just all there in the trailer. Yeah, that's basically everything you needed to know right there in the trailer. The interesting wrinkle, though, they've added to it is that when he comes back to New York, they think he's crazy and they lock him up in an insane asylum. Yeah, well, like, we've seen set photos of, of, of him and he's just, like, walking around New York in, like, hobo trousers, <laughs> no shoes, and, like, an iPod. <laughs> it's like, you know, plus two, if you came back and, you know, were raving where it's like, no, no, I was trained by the monks of Kunlun. I mastered the Iron Fist. There were dragons and magic and everything. <laughs> they would lock you away. They would. They would think you're crazy. But in the same thing, like, would they really think he's crazy if he's part, he's in the MCU, there's gods and this is everything. True. Then again, the whole theme of Jessica Jones was even in a world where there is amazing stuff, people don't want to believe amazing things. That's true, that's true. People stick their fingers in their ears and go, la 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 la, I cannot grasp this so it's not real. Yep. I don't believe in a purple man who can take away uh, my free will. I don't believe in a secret monk monastery where they teach you kung fu, even though the world has been visited by actual fucking aliens. <laughs> And there's inhumans with superpowers running around. La 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 la. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> Nothing is fucked here. And uh, on that kind of, you know, Netflix Marvel uh, route as well, we got kind of a sizzle reel for Defenders. Of course, there's no footage for this show yet. But what they had was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was like, um, are you talking about the, the Defenders sizzle reel or yeah. the Defenders teaser trailer? Uh, teaser trailer, sizzle reel, whatever you want to call it. Well, the um, the the teaser trailer was really cool with the Nirvana music. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Which again, man, what amazing choices in music Marvel continues to make on all of their mm -hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It come, was amazing. From you know, old dirty bastard to come as you are. That's amazing, and they spell out defenders with different letters from all the shows we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, it gives that team aspect to it. Very much, and then the final shot there is like a hand enveloping the logo, which of course makes you believe that, oh, so the hand is going to be the villains for the Defender show. Makes sense, they've been setting them up in Daredevil. They certainly have, and then we even get a thing from Scott Glenn saying, you know, you think you can save New York, you can't even save yourself. Yeah, I hope we get more stick. Oh god, me too, man, he, he, he is perfect casting, like literally everything he says is just right. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Also, when you hear about Scott Glenn as an actor where it's like he hunts sharks and he lives off the land and everything, like he basically just is stick. <laughs> he basically really, if they came out later and said, oh yeah, Scott Glenn, the actor, has actually been fighting a shadow war against magical ninjas for decades, I'd be like, yep, yep, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long to come out. (laughs) I'd be like, thank you, Scott Glenn, for protecting me from these evil ninjas. And he'd be like, don't worry about it, you piece of shit. He's he's mean and curmudgeonly, but you know he cares. (laughs) That's why we love him. But yeah, so, wow, Defenders is real. Like, it actually feels real now. Yeah, and it's it's supposedly coming next year. So, and they also... um, confirmed season three of daredevil which was a foregone conclusion but yes yeah and that looks to be coming out in 2017 as well so that's three shows in 2017 that we're probably going to be getting i'm going to get iron fist uh defenders and daredevil season three apparently maybe maybe four if if uh jessica jones gets a second season yeah apparently uh netflix just wants to own or marvel just wants to own your goddamn netflix forever now I'm okay with that. You can never Netflix and chill ever again. You can only Netflix and Marvel. <laughs> there will be no chilling in your future. Only Defenders. Got to watch all of it. <laughs> Got to watch all of it. Got to keep a sharp eye for the uh, for, for the Easter eggs and everything. See how it all connects. Uh, some you know from the Marvel side of things to the DC movie side of things. I was shocked at the amount of trailers and footage that they brought, considering how in past years it's been like, here's a logo. Yeah, well, they finally actually have something to show. I know, they actually have stuff to go, and it's like, wow, that's nice. It's it's nice to have a Comic-Con where everyone's on a little bit more even footing, right? Where it's not just a squash match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you said, where they don't just come out with a logo and some guy reads a passage from a comic. Yeah, and it's like, but we tried, though, didn't we try? (laughs) This year, everyone actually tried really hard, and first and foremost, also, hey, credit where credit is due for DC and Warner Brothers, when they showed their trailers at the show, they then released them online for everyone to watch. They did. You, You can tell that's a reaction to every year their shit getting, you know, leaked out in crappy cell phone videos. (laughs) where they're like look for once let's actually get ahead of this and the first one they showed was wonder woman yeah and it looks great it looks like a film it actually looks like a goddamn it has color it has a color palette it's got kind of a sense of humor it's got characters i kind of want to hang out with it's got her lasso that doesn't look like a giant blob of light. It yeah, looks like a lasso. Can we talk about the lasso of truth? Doesn't that look so much better fighting human beings than it did fighting ugly doomsday cave trolls? Oh my god. The, just, the one in Batman vs Superman, I don't know what the fuck they were doing with that one, but it was just like this massive beam of light. It was a poor person's lightsaber. Yeah, it was really weird. But this one actually looks really good. Yeah. And it's probably not even finished CGI yet. No. So, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, Amazon's fighting German soldiers on the Themyscira during World War One. What? I don't know how we get there, but I want to know how we get there. It looks really cool. We get Etta Candy. Oh, do, what does it say about me that I nerded out harder over Etta Candy than I did any of the other shit? I'm like, oh, it's the goofy sidekick from the Golden Age who they keep bringing back. I know her. I know her. And she seems kind of goofy in this movie as well. In a good way. And it's just like, yeah. I'm like, that's really awesome. 
and then and then I actually got kind of sad because I'm like, oh no, or, or her and Steve are here in the World War One movie. That's probably because they're gonna be dead by the time Justice League and anything else happens. Yeah, that that that's what I thought was really weird. Like, why would why would they do that? Like, why wouldn't they just have a well Wonder Woman movie and then her meet Steve Trevor a little later on, and so he can be involved in these other new movies in the current modern time period well as i've always said before steve trevor is really a byproduct of the time he was created in so honestly i don't care if he only exists in the past where he makes the most sense with etta though i hope they steal a page from the captain america playbook and be like oh here's etta candy jr (laughs) who is played by the same actress (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and be like, hey, I knew your great grandmother during like World War One and everything. Let's let's you and me hang out and have adventures. I'm basically just the same. I'd be okay with that. And it looks like the movie might actually make Steve Trevor interesting. Mm, for real. I mean, heck, the new comics currently have been trying mm. really hard to make him interesting. They have. If they can take a little of that and put that into the movie, I would be super stoked. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you think? I know we've talked about this before, but I guess it bears repeating. Don't you think it's weird that they moved Wonder Woman's War to World War One when she was a creation of World War Two? That we're going back even further now. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird. I guess they they didn't want to do like another World War Two movie. And remember, if they did a World War Two movie, they'd be a bit more similar to Captain America: I'm The sure, First Avenger. I'm sure in the writing's room, they're like, "Look, we need to downplay." as much comparison to Captain America as humanly possible because we have another shield swinging war fighting star spangled hero fighting stuff <laughs> and I'm just like wow you know I never thought about it but you're you're kind of right in that regard although that being said when we see Wonder Woman fighting soldiers she's only fighting German soldiers yeah because, like, that's the thing, like, World War II is such a great war for to base stuffing because you have an actual honest-to-God evil empire with stormtroopers to fight against. World War One is harder because it's a big, ugly clusterfuck with a bunch of falling empires all over the place, and it's not like you can demonize any one side. Yeah, I, I think they're not going to be part of... I think they're going to be like like the Hydra, you know, that just this offshoot or something. The Hive. It's going to be like the ancient version of the Hive that they're going to be <laughs> fighting. Or something like that. Or, or Ares, God of War, is manipulating all of this yeah. from behind the scenes. Because they, ha- they haven't really named a villain yet, have they, for Wonder Woman? Um, I don't think so. I know there was like some that were like rumored like Cirque and everything Cersei or whatever her name is oh and... Cersei the so- yeah I could see this being a Cersei the sorceress thing again same deal ooh I'm manipulating World War One from behind the scenes for reasons yeah and now Wonder Woman has to stop them which honestly I'm okay with go for it yeah it looks great gonna be the first DC movie that's probably gonna be really great yeah well I mean Suicide Squad could be good too but that that comes out very soon yeah, that could go either way. That could go either way at this point. That's true. I mean, that's that was always my fallback for the longest time. Whenever you know DC would bite my hand, I'd be like, "But Suicide Squad looks good, though." But Suicide Squad looks good, though. <laughs> that could be the one. My my favorite shot, and I'm sure you'll agree, of Wonder Woman is when she's in that fancy ball and she's walking with that like you know elegant ladies gown and everything, but she's got a freaking sword strapped to her back. <laughs> I remember when I saw that, I was like, how does no one notice this woman carrying around this this weapon? 
Because it looks like it's part of the dress. It looks like it's one of those fancy back things. But, oh, no, it's a sword. <laughs> so cool. Uh, and then from there, and again, I did not think they would have any footage for this ready already. But we got a goddamn Justice League trailer. Yeah, it was interesting. And it's even interesting because I want to know who directed it. I know, because it sure didn't feel like uh, Brian Singer. Did, or not, uh, Zack Snyder. Sorry. <laughs> if it was Brian Singer, it probably would be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, Brian Singer jumped ship to do this one. <laughs> yeah, because when, when this trailer was released, me me and Mitch on um, Twitter were like saying, like, okay, who, who directed this? Who ghost directed it? Yeah, because the majority of it was like people talking and having conversations, stuff Zack Snyder is not good at. Yeah. Yeah. People actually talked for a second. And weirdly, Aquaman of all people was given center stage. Yeah, the, I still don't like that Aquaman. Neither I, do I. It's it's just Cal Drogo with blue eyes. It sure um, is. But, yeah, I don't know why he was given... I guess because he's like that character everyone quote-unquote hates mm. so they need to you know make it seem like he's cool because he drinks and stands in front of waves he sure does i'm glad you mentioned that i would love to be in that writer's room what's like oh man how, how do we have people like aquaman everyone still thinks super friends when it comes to aquaman okay he'll be super badass like norwegian biker who swigs jack out the bottle and throws it down son that's what he's gonna be and then he stands and lets the water come on him and it's really cold but he doesn't get cold because he's badass because he's badass as fuck bro <laughs> aquaman gives no shits and it's funny too because they try so hard in that trailer to make aquaman look tough and you know he has a bit of a dick measuring contest with batman and i can only assume in superman's absence because we didn't see any fucking Superman in this trailer, that, like, Aquaman will be Batman's foil. And I'm like, okay, I, I can see that. I can see where they're going with that. And then they end on a talking to fish joke where I'm like, really? You try and build him up, then you cut his balls off in the last couple <laughs> seconds? What is wrong with you? I just, like, someone pointed out that um, in this trailer, Bruce Wayne goes, you talk to fish, and then to Barry Allen goes, you're fast, and like, oh, he's the world's greatest detective. <laughs> Clearly, master of stating the obvious. <laughs> you, you didn't know that, that Batman, you know, hanged, hung out with the real greatest superhero, Captain Obvious, and from here, <laughs> he learned his powers to state things he can see with his eyes. <laughs> it, it, that's kind of what I liked about, and again, I say this in a positive way, I liked that Ben Affleck is playing Bruce Wayne like a total weirdo, in this where it's like, oh, when I'm not in a Batman suit and I'm not branding people, I don't know how to interact with people. Yeah, I'm awkward as fuck. He is. He is so awkward. And yet that's kind of endearing. I need to meet this man on the King's Wave. I broke into your house. <laughs> I'm awkward as fuck. He's basically writing Bruce Wayne like he has like, uh, like, like he's on the autistic spectrum or something. <laughs> Batman's like I don't I I I don't I I don't get that I just, what what are references I don't know what <laughs> come join my super team he's just lost without Superman there he's all confused and everything <laughs> Superman was my rock <laughs> he was my rock of kryptonite wah, wah. <laughs> man how weird is that too that it's like Justice League got lighter jokier and more fun only after Superman died. 
Yeah, that that says something, doesn't it? Isn't that really messed up that they're basically like, man, now that that old ball and chain, now that that, you know, killjoy Superman is gone, now we can start <laughs> having fun. <laughs> but um, but also, we got, like, pictures of this release of, like, the casting costume we and did. everything. And, and Superman on that is, like, he's kind of smiling. A but little bit. Just as the as the photo was taken, someone told him not to smile. <laughs> I uh, I bet you a hundred bucks. I I know what they do with that. What all of Justice League that we see, it will be Batman getting the team together. Superman won't be in ninety percent of the movie, but then for the yep. final battle when they're all getting killed by Steppenwolf, Superman will punch his way out of the grave, and he'll have a mullet and the black suit, and he'll come and he'll fight Steppenwolf. I, I was talking to Tom about that, and I'm saying he's not going to appear until, like, end of Act 2, halfway through Act 3. Which, to me, feels, as, like, a comic fan and as a purist, that feels so disgusting to me on some level, where it's like, no, Superman can't be part of the formation of the movie Justice League. He'll ruin it. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that, that's, like, the thing. Like, in almost every incarnation of the Justice League, it's usually, like, him and Wonder Woman and all these other people join, like getting them all together and everything while Batman's the one like I don't need a team I'm gonna go to Gotham and beat the shit out of Joker yeah Batman is the gruff loner the I'm never an official member of the team guy and yet here he's like putting a team together doing his best yeah. in fury yeah it doesn't make any sense also also we saw what I can only assume is another mother box in the movie too uh, to further do the stuff with Steppenwolf and the new gods and Darkseid and everything Yep, yep, look nothing like the one in Batman vs. Superman. Well, you see, all the mother boxes are going to look different, Matt, because space. <laughs> because space and time. Also, technically, the mother box we saw is like a cut scene from the movie, so technically it shouldn't have happened. Even no, though... no, it's no, it's in the movie, remember? It's in that in the cyborg scene. Oh, crap, that's right, yeah. That's it's like right. that floating, weird, nano particle the all thing. spark from transformers yes yeah that's what exactly it is it's the all sorry i, I forgot about that for a second I, I blocked a lot of that movie from my mind i don't blame you uh, on a positive note though ezra miller looks to be a lot of fun as the flash and he doesn't have a stupid fucking man bun so good job <laughs> well see see the, the the only problem i have with this is he's not playing barry allen he's playing either wally west or Bart Allen. Yeah, he's not he, playing Barry. He is young enough to be Bart, and he is hyper and positive enough to be Wally. He is not Barry at all. Well, they 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 should have just made him like Wally. Yeah, that would have been. And just just said like, well, in this universe, Wally's the first Flash. Because then you would have had less confusion with exactly. the Flash that you have currently on television. And I know some people complain too that Barry on TV, Grant Gustin, is too happy and too positive, and that he's much more in line with Wally than he is Barry, but, you know, at least he does Barry stuff. This, mm. yeah, this kid is just straight up Wally. Yeah, and he's a weirdo as well. He is a weirdo, but again, I kind of like that, that they're not afraid to let these characters be weirdos. One of the biggest issues, and I'm paraphrasing someone else here, I'm glad that Justice League and its characters are trying to make me like them for a change instead of trying to make me take them seriously. Yeah. I'm glad they. it looks from this trailer, at least, that they've dropped the Take Me Seriously pre-tags. Well, it's funny you should actually mention that, because I posted just after the trailer. I don't know whether you saw it. It's like this, it's like this flow chart of a Zack Snyder film. 
and it's like the first trailer drops and everyone's like, oh, this looks really good. Mm, it, I have seen that. Sets a good, and then it like carries on to like the film's release and then the aftermath and everything. I'm like, yep, that, that it's going exactly as planned. We've we there's also a famous saying there: once burned, twice shy. As far as I'm concerned, we've been burned twice now <laughs> by Zack Snyder films. So I guess we should be four times shy. <laughs> yeah, and and, and the, the really sad thing I've been seeing as well, I don't know whether you have, but now that we've got like this other Flash, people have been saying that the TV Flash is crap. Oh, that's and that this so new awesome. one is this new one is good. And like I, I posted about this, and the same thing happened where, with um. Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. They Man. first said Christian Bale was the best Batman and Bruce Wayne ever. Then Affleck came out and they're saying he's the best Batman. And, and this is it's the same fans as well. It's and true. Then, P- people love the new shiny. Yeah, exactly. People always love what's new and shiny. I think Grant Gustin has put in a hell of a lot of work over mm-hmm. the first two seasons. And he's going to be putting in even more. In fact, let's transition on right over to that because another thing we got out of Comic-Con was the season three trailer for The Flash. Yeah, that that was actually really kind of cool. I don't know. They're taking into some crazy directions. Season three looks to be entirely Flashpoint, which is ballsy as fuck. Yeah, and it's a, it's a different type of Flashpoint. Yeah. I like, too, it's Reverse Flash that gives him the name Flashpoint. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, we need a special name for this. I know, Flashpoint. (laughs) We need to have the villain give it, because... The the one thing I really hate, though, is that we're we're getting a speedster as a villain again. Can we stop? We've had two two in a row in both seasons one and two. Well, you see, I don't think that Black Speedster is a villain, because we saw Alchemy, so Dr. Alchemy, I think, is going to be the overarching villain. You know who I think that Speedster is, and follow my theories on this. So, right. so this is the Flashpoint universe. This is the world rewritten if, you know, Barry Allen's mom had never died. He doesn't know Iris. He doesn't know Joe. Uh, Cisco actually runs Star Labs now, and it's like Ramon Industries, and he's a dickbag. Mm-hmm. History has gone a completely different way now. That means that Eddie Thawne should still be alive, right? Uh, I assume so. Yeah, and in the comics, Eddie Thawne was the character Hunter Zolomon, but they already used the name Hunter Zolomon. I'm thinking they bring Eddie back, and Dr. Alchemy is the one who makes... Eddie into that new Black Flash we see running around. You reckon? I, I think so. I think that was one they had in their pocket. I think that's what they're going to do with him. And maybe uh, maybe they're going to call him something different. Because they've already had Reverse Flash. Uh, what, what do you think they might call him? Because I think they've exhausted all their speedster names. They can't call him Cobalt Blue because he's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think, and they can't call him, like, Savitar or whatever, because that's a whole other character, what with the speed cult and everything. They might yeah. actually want to use him later. Could uh, could he, could he like, be a form of the Black Racer? Oh, that's, but, ooh, you know, they might just call him Black Racer. Yeah. They could just do that. I could totally see that happening. But, yeah, I, I'm really interested for Flash Season 3. And at some part, too, I, I wonder if you felt the same way. Do you feel they felt pushed to do Flashpoint to kind of make this, like, a other reality-type take on Flash so they would take the movie Flash more seriously? Will they kind of hype him up? I don't know. Maybe. But but also, I, I actually, now thinking of it, maybe, yes, because in this in this Flashpoint universe... Barry Allen isn't the Flash. It's um, 
uh, Wally. Wally. Yeah, it looks to Wally be Wally is, and he, he they call him the Flash, but he wears the Kid Flash costume. I know, right? Sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's possible that they, they could have done that just to sort of say, like, okay, Barry isn't our Flash anymore. It's this Wally West guy. To downplay confusion. Yeah. To be like, look, guys, anything can happen. Yeah, so when when does Justice League come out? End of next year, doesn't it? I think so. Oh, yeah. Well, so, like, that se- this season, if it's, like, 25 or so episodes, probably will be finishing just before that. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's actually possible. Yeah, possible. M- might be their way of downplaying it. Not a bad idea, and I think, too, if this season is Flashpoint, they're probably going to use that as a big excuse to work in Supergirl as well. Yeah, no, well, um, the, the, the Supergirl gets a crossover with Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, holy shit, for real? Yeah, there's like a four-episode crossover or something. Oh, where it's going to cover all of it, I guess. Yeah, kind of like how Flash had the Arrow one and Damn it, vice now. versa. Damn it, now I'm going to have to watch an episode of Arrow and I'm going to have yep. to watch Legends of Tomorrow again. Fuck. Yep. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. You can't make me. I don't want to. But, Joel, you got it, though, for work. Fuck. <laughs> I was uh, upset with the, the the Supergirl panel. They showed us nothing or did nothing. They haven't started filming yet, but usually they have, like, teaser or something. Yeah, it's like, didn't you cast a new Superman, too? Imagine yeah. if you had come out and shown a new Superman costume. Well, apparently he hasn't even put on the costume yet. Oh, holy crap. They have it, but he hasn't put it on yet. And I'm like, that's how does that work? He would have <laughs> had to have been fitted for it. Track him down and make him wear it. <laughs> put on your costume, damn it. While you're at it, track down Tom Welling and make him put on a costume, too. <laughs> but Joel, it's been years since the Smallville. Yeah, I don't care. Make him do it. <laughs> Just make him wear it. Uh, so uh, some cool prop stuff that Marvel had going on. We saw the armor from Planet Hulk. Yeah, now, now people are really confused about this because obviously Hulk is CGI and this armor is real. This armor was made for San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it's yeah. not something some guy in a in a spandex... Yeah, no, no one's going to actually be wearing this shit, yeah. Yeah, it's it was made to be like a presentation sort of thing. Which is pretty cool. It is cool, and I'm sure that seeks to say that we will be seeing some aspects of Planet Hulk make its way into Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, no, well, from what I've heard and, like, the, um, uh, the, like, little scissor reel that played for the, uh, for the Hulk, uh, parts of the Thor Ragnarok thing, he's going to be versing, I think, Surtur. Oh, nice. He's going to be wearing the armor and everything. I guess it's, like, because Surtur's, like, really strong, he needs armor, extra protection and whatnot, and... Yeah, but my theory was either Thor was going to save Hulk from some sort of gladiatory arena, or they were both going to get thrown into a gladiatory arena for whatever reason. Yeah, no, the Game Master's part of this... Uh, the Grand Master is part of this um, storyline, so... Getting more of those Elders yeah. of the Universe in there, that's nice. Yeah, pe- people noted as well in like the concept art they showed, there was actual Eternals and everything. Cool. So, so I'm really excited about that. That movie sounds like it's going to be really freaking cosmic now. It sounds amazing. I love the director as well, T- Tiko Watiti. Uh, what did he do? Uh, he's made... Have you seen... Uh, oh, fuck. What's it? Uh, oh, what's that movie called? Um, let me look it up. It's a really good movie. It should be on Netflix. Um, you know, the one with the guy and the man and he does the thing? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. 
Oh yeah, I heard good things about that. Oh my god, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And he's made a new one called Hunt for the Wilder People. And it, it's just, he, he's just these like weird New Zealand comedies. Nice. And the, what we do in the shadows is amazing. It's about vampires oh, in New yeah. Zealand. I kept meaning to see that. Yes, yes, that weird. Is it one of the Flight of the Concords guys in that? Yep. Yeah, Jermaine Clement. Okay. See. Yeah. See, yeah. Okay. That was on my list all last year to see. Yeah, I heard great things about that one. Yeah, you're right. Ooh. Yeah. He'll he'll do really well in superhero land. I think. Yeah. It it, it looks like it's going to be a really cool film. Mm-hmm. And uh, from one prop thing to another, uh, in what was probably one of the worst-kept secrets of the show, hey, Robbie Reyes is going to be making it to S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. That was his muscle car there the whole time. <laughs> uh, kind of saw it coming. People saw it coming even further when they leaked out casting sheets of, like, yeah, we need a young uh, Hispanic male and, like, his uh, handicapped brother is what we need. <laughs> well, geez, I wonder, who else could this be? <laughs> It's it's funny too to see him in Agents of Shield season three because like don't you already have a guy with fire and chains though in Hellfire so you're getting another one. Yeah, well I guess that was maybe that was kind of like a proof of concept like we can do this on effect a budget, yeah. on a budget on TV and everything. But in saying that, like Agents of Shield CGI and special effects have been really fantastic. I mean, shit, if you can do Lash and you can do uh, what is it that monster? Hive. Yeah, if you can do what Ward became, yeah. I think you can do Ghost Rider. Yeah, I'm really excited, but it's been really weird. This on the internet, you people have either been all for it, loving it, or people have been absolutely hating it. There's no in between, as they often do. And um, of course, they're all saying, "Oh, you should be on Netflix because you know Netflix is the answer for everything nowadays." It's true. And um, I don't I mean, think he should be. I think he should be TV. Yeah, I, 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 I think he would be an interesting fit for the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. My big hope, if people remember, I was a giant booster of that new Ghost Rider thing before it sadly got abruptly canceled. I'm hoping Robbie Reyes gets enough uh, juice off the back of this show that he can come back to the comics and finish off his fucking story. Yeah, well, I think he I think he will. and They would have had to have like put him in the comic for uh, in the show for a reason. I'm I'm hoping they don't drop him in the Shield comic because I don't want to have to start reading Shield again. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Hey, and it's Robbie Reyes, Agent of Shield. Yep, he's joining Coulson's new team. Isn't that funny? Just in time for the show. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm really intrigued. I understand why they put Robbie in it because he's like a young kid mm. and he's kind of new, so people will be able to like understand his storyline a bit easily. If you go with someone like Johnny Blaze, you got to like tell this big long story He's and everything and Johnny baggage yeah yeah and Johnny Blaze is suited more I think uh, yeah, at least in the MCU as like a Hank Pym role like a mentor yeah yeah I mean this I this think... is the first time they've cast someone else who's a legacy hero yeah exactly it's it's legacy heroes I don't think people realize that plus, plus two I mean you know getting Robbie in the show and depending if he says, yep, I'm the Ghost Rider, I was, you know, the spirit of vengeance is inside me and everything, he could straight up say, yeah, I'm not the first. Because then you can make yeah, reference to exactly. Johnny Blaze, and that doesn't mean you can't use Johnny Blaze elsewhere. Yeah, you could just say the spirit of vengeance has been has been possessed by loads of people throughout time or something. Of course, uh, of course, if you read the Robbie Reyes book, you would know his spirit of vengeance is different from the spirit of vengeance that's in Johnny. 
Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I think they're not going to do that. No, I don't think so. I wonder, too, because, you know, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been so inhuman crazy the last over bit. Are they going to change his origin and say, yeah, now he's an inhuman? I, I don't think so. I think I think we're, do we're done with the inhumans at the moment because each season has been something different. It's true. So I think this new season is going to be more superheroes, not super mutants. That would be cool. I would be fine with that. Yeah, and he looks to be like the first one to be coming in because obviously we've got um, that stuff uh, that Inhuman Doctor was doing with uh, the AI LMDs. Oh yeah, that's right. man. Can you believe that? Everyone was saying Coulson was an LMD for so long, and then boom, end of <laughs> season two LMDs. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be really cool. That will be cool. Oh, uh, and you know another thing about that is that uh, Robbie Reyes. That's uh. Oh, excuse me, that's that's more magical, that's more, you know, mystical and everything, so that's another side of the universe that they can open up on television. Yeah, no, um I think one of the one of the writers or someone at Marvel said that this is gonna be kind of like a connection to Doctor Strange. Because mm. obviously Doctor Strange is is magical and Ghost Rider is kind of mystical and everything, so that's gonna be sort of like Other their connections. Ooh, and don't worry, we'll get to Doctor Strange in a second, everyone. Uh, we also saw the trailer for Justice League Action, too. Uh, don't worry, I didn't leave the animation stuff out of the equation. Looks, looks pretty interesting. It's it's a thing. I, I mean, I don't know what I expected, although I will admit perhaps I expected something else when they're like, yeah, we got Hamill and Conroy and all your favorite actors back. I assumed a show that would be closer in tone to that. It's not, though. Honestly, it looks to be much more in line with something like uh, like Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, it's um, all, all team-ups with, like, classic heroes and, like, obscure heroes. Space cabbie. Yeah. There was a bit there where he's, like, uh, where Batman is riding around in what looks to be a dune buggy with Etrigan the demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're really unique pairings. Mm -hmm. Solomon Grundy was fighting Swamp Thing. Yep. There was Blue Beetle and Stargirl, so, you know, that's always cool. There was a bunch yep. of characters. They put a lot of characters in one trailer. Yeah, I'm really... And they're getting, like, really good cast as well. I know Han Hannibal Barris is voicing... Um, oh, who's he voicing? Uh, I can't remember who he's voicing. Not Firestorm. No, it's... Oh, I, it was someone I can't remember. I read an interview with him, and he was talking about it. And just, like, all these different, like, comedians and... Uh, really talented voice actor. Uh, Patton Oswald is playing Ooh. Space Cabby. Ooh, okay, I'm interested. I wasn't interested. Now I'm back to being interested. <laughs> Patton Oswald won me back, everybody. <laughs> they got Lobo and they got Dexter and Blizz and everyone too. So that'll be or Blizz. I never know how to pronounce her name. They yeah, got yeah, Red Lanterns please. in this show. Yeah, that looks like it's gonna be. A lot of fun. Yeah, it looks like they got a lot of interesting stuff going on there. I mean, maybe I'm just old-fashioned in my head. I'm like, well, when when are you going to put out something as good as Young Justice or Justice League or Batman the Animated Series? And they look at me and go, never. Well, if you want more Batman, you can just go watch the next, like, 50 animated films because they oh. all seem to be about Batman. Oh, yes. You know, that, that wasn't on the list, Matt, but now that you mentioned that, I guess we can talk about it. They also announced, because uh, Killing Joke came out this week, we will talk about that next week because that really deserves a whole episode to itself. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they mentioned what the next uh, movies are going to be. And yep. uh, after Killing Joke, and thank, thank the good Lord, thank fucking Trigon, they're done with this new 52 shared universe shit. 
Yeah, well, well, they're doing a Justice League Dark film, so is that going to be in New 52 shared? I don't think so. I think they said these are all original and uh, not. They, they used a word, I forget if it was like non-connective or something, but they were basically <laughs> saying, yeah, we're done with this now, because why, why make movies tying into the New 52 when you're not even doing the New 52 anymore? Yeah, and why t- why tie movies to two shit films? Yeah, what a what a failed what what a failed experiment that was. Being like, oh, our animated movies are going to have a shared continuity now. Why? For what purpose? Mm-hmm. To what end should they be shared? How about you just let creative people do creative things? How about that? Nah, that's too hard. Nah, this is too much. But yeah, uh, Justice League Dark, that should be cool. We haven't had one of those before. I think they could really play around and have fun doing stuff with Constantine and Zatanna and Swamp Thing and everything else. Yeah, and I think I think Constantine and Swamp Thing have been confirmed to they be have. in the film. They have. And for a lot of these characters, this is the first time they're ever being in animation, so more power to them. Yeah, I hope they get Matt Ryan to voice him. Oh, Oh, how cool would that be? It'd be really cool. That would be a nice consolation prize. Like, sorry your show ended, dude, but please continue to be Constantine in the animated movies. And then get... Get get Keith David to voice Swamp Thing. Oh my god, Matt, you're are, are you inside my head right now? Because you're doing you're doing all my fan castings right now. <laughs> That's too perfect, actually. Keith David as Swamp Thing. My name is Alec Holland. I I am one with the green, the Parliament of Trees. <laughs> and everything. I am an elemental. That's that's too good. That's literally too good. I like that way too much. <laughs> that's really fucking good. But yeah, so we got that. Then they're finally gonna do the Judas contract, and I think really after uh, after Killing Joke, Judas contract was the one people were yelling at them the most to make. Well, they're finally making it now. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I, f- I think this one is going to be a continuation of the Justice League v Teen Titans movie because, spoiler alert, Terra showed up at the end of that one in the post credit scene. Yeah, so so does that mean this, this Judas contract is going to have weird Sailor Moon transforming scenes? I hope so, because those were one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I, I hope Slade, I hope Deathstroke comes in <laughs> and just does like a pretty princess transform- transformation. Deathstroke powers activate. <laughs> we need Deathstroke power. Do, 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 Deathstroke. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Judas Contract is one of those uh, Teen Titan stories that everyone loves, and yet I wonder where they're going to go with it too, because Nightwing is already Nightwing in this continuity. Yeah, and and I don't know. Uh, I'll be really interested to see where they go with it and what story they tell, because it's like Judas Contract is one of it's like one of the only stories people know when you ask them about Teen Titans. And yet I, I get the feeling a lot of people don't know the particular ins and outs of it. And honestly, I think there's some places they could go with it where they could actually make the story a bit better, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Just hope they don't add useless stuff like they did with the killing joke. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but I agree. Let's let's not have like a 30-minute prologue at the beginning that actually changes <laughs> the context of killing or, or uh, changes the context of, uh, of Judas' contract. Let's not have that. <laughs> let's not have a whole 30 minute thing where with beast boy where beast boy's like hey you know what turns out i actually hated these people all along <laughs> let's let, let's not do that is what we'll do and finally the third one as you mentioned before because they're all going to be batman well actually i guess they're not going to all be batman because we mentioned at least two of the three that weren't the third one is going to be a harley quinn batman team-up vehicle 
Because we all need that. Because those two characters are a license to print money. Uh, Look, here's the thing. If you got to do a Batman-Harley Quinn team-up, because everyone's going to buy it anyway, for the love of God, make it a comedy. Yeah, just yeah, just get Jimmy Palmiotti to write it. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, just go go for it. Just go for a comedy. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Paul Dini would want to be involved too because he hasn't been involved in one of these in a long time. I think that would be nice for the fans to be like, oh look, we got Dini back. Just do like a longer version of Harlequinade if you remember that episode from Batman the Animated Series. Just make it a screwball road trip comedy with these two characters. Yeah. Shit, make it dumb and meta to be like, oh, Harley Quinn hitches a ride with Batman to Comic-Con or some shit. (laughs) And Batman's like, I don't want to go to Comic-Con. And they're like, ooh, but Adam West will be there as the Grey Ghost and you can get an autograph, Batman. (laughs) And he's like, okay, well, in that case, I'll go. (laughs) And then Batman sees that Adam West is charging like $100 for an autograph. He's like, this is bullshit. But, that, but Batman, you're rich, though. Yeah, but I mean, just, just seriously, though, $100. <laughs> I found out, actually, that's what that's what Mark Hamill charges, actually. Yeah, I think we were talking about this last week. We were, and I was shocked and amazed by that. I'm like, seriously now? Like, I mean, I'm not saying the man doesn't deserve it. The man has had an amazing body of work. But at the same time, I'm just shocked by such a large number. Yeah, yeah. I was then further shocked by Sigourney Weaver, who charges four fifty. Yeah, that's that's just fucking insane. That's like really, really Sigourney, seriously. <laughs> okay, okay, you, you killed a bunch of aliens and you turned into a, a dog. And but, and yeah. she's worked steadily too since that point. I mean, it's not like she ever stopped being in movies for any long period of time. No, she's in that new Ghostbusters. She is apparently. She's one of the many cameos in that. Apparently. Yeah. Let's not talk about that film. Listen, let's not talk about that one then. That's okay, because we got plenty of other stuff to talk about. We're we're this far in. We're almost an hour in, and we're still talking about Comic-Con news. Oh, my God. This is, this is fucking nuts. We might just have to lightning round our comics, because I still have shit to do. <laughs> That's how busy this week is, and this is how much this week fucked over Joel like you would not believe. But uh, we got the big one here now, second Doctor Strange trailer. And it was fucking awesome oh my god like i thought i knew what this movie was i thought i could like put my finger on the pulse of this movie and i knew what it was about i have no idea what it is now this is something completely new uh, it looks amazing the visuals alone it, it doesn't not only does it not look like any marvel movie that's ever been made before it does not look like any superhero movie that's ever been made before the closest thing you could compare it to is inception for obvious reasons and even that doesn't do it justice yeah, um, I, w- I watched the, the the panel for this, the Doctor Strange panel where Scott Derrickson and all them came out, and he said that back in the 60s, Doctor Strange was like a left turn for the comics because it's something they hadn't done there, it and was. he wanted to make this movie a left turn for the MCU, Here's something the, they haven't done before. I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again, but Doctor Strange actually had a huge following amongst the stoner community in San Francisco in, like, head shops where you'd buy your bongs and your pipes and everything, they would also have Doctor Strange comics. That was a popular thing to do. You'd smoke up, then you'd read, like, the adventures of Doctor Strange and see what ethereal plane, mandic spine, the <laughs> other world shit is he doing this week. And I <laughs> it kind makes of, sense. And I love that idea where they're like, no, let's make the Doctor Strange movie a fucking trip fast. Yeah, it, it is. All these kaleidoscoped, 
like visuals and that thing where he like approaches that like shattered mirror mm -hmm. and it's like all these different versions of him. Oh, it looks amazing. And, and here's the amazing thing too. Like, I think we all have a pitch in mind for like, you know, if you were to do a comic book movie, do it like this. My pitch for Doctor Strange would not have been this. And I like that they're going in such a weird new direction. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Because, like, if you asked me to pitch you a Doctor Strange movie, like, five years ago, I'm like, I don't fucking know, like, Harry Potter, I guess. <laughs> like, Harry Potter, if he was a superhero, like, you know, the Sanctum Sanctorum is, is, is basically, like, all the Harry Potter stuff where the rooms keep changing and there's stairs. And, like, Strange is, like, a Dumbledore-type type guy, but he fights crime, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Also, that, that, that like, part where he, like, throws his cloak on. That's fucking sick. And they they made the cloak have the mind of its own. I didn't know they were going to do that. They, like I never like here's the thing. Even in comics, like Doctor Strange, he's a fun character. He's an interesting character. But you would never call him a badass, would you? Not really. No. In this trailer, he's a goddamn badass. He's running up and down buildings. He's casting spells. His cloak's got a mind of his own. Doctor Strange is now a badass. <laughs> Yep, and we got the amazing Mads Mikkelsen as a bad guy. Holy shit! You know, it's funny. I remember being disappointed before. It, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the dark elf guy. He was supposed to be uh, Malekith in Thor, but he dropped out. Yeah, man, I'm glad he dropped out now because he is much more suited to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he looks amazing in this, doing all like breaking buildings up in time and. Oh. With his dark and decayed eyes and everything, I'm like, I don't even really know what you're about, dude, but I'm liking what you're about. <laughs> you you seem genuinely frightening, which is something you can't say about most Marvel movie villains. Oh, oh, Mads in, like, real life is frightening. Yeah, for real. It looks like he'll kill you. He, he was Hannibal in that criminally underrated Hannibal show. Oh, that show was amazing. That show was amazing. Died way too soon. It did. It did. He was really good in that. Like, to tell you how good an actor he is, he's so good for a second, you know, you forget about the original Hannibal for a second. Yeah, yeah. He also made this movie I, I watched, like, a few months ago called The Hunt. It, it was made in, like, uh, wherever he's from. Whatever um, strange country yeah, he is from. I, I don't know which country he's from, like, Norway or something. <laughs> it's like you want to say Germany, but you don't want to be wrong. <laughs> he plays a good guy in that guy who's... Who's innocent of a crime he didn't commit, but there's parts in it where you're like, well, maybe he did do it. <laughs> when you say Mad Mickelson in a movie called The Hunt, I'm like, oh, is he hunting people for sport? Is it just a documentary of him <laughs> hunting people? It's a weekend with Mads. <laughs> just a week. And you know, and I go out and I hunt people. You know, it's uh, is this how I get into characters? It's how I unwind from doing stuff. <laughs> he, him and Warner Herzog are those two type of people like they could be talking about just like the most regular everyday shit but they have that cold efficient German forcefulness to them where you're yeah. just like everything you say is terrifying <laughs> I, I love Werner Herzog he did this he did this like um, narration for like a documentary about penguins mm -hmm. <laughs> and he, there's a story about some penguin walking across like a um a, a, a sheet of ice mm -hmm. across like a, a lake or something and he, he makes it sound so depressing and just so sad it is amazing mm -hmm. Werner Herzog is a superhero he is depression man is what he is <laughs> he is depressed when he opens your mouth you will want to open your wrists is what will happen every time I, I like his cameo in Parks and Rec oh really was he in that 
<laughs> yeah, he, he sold um, Chris Pratt's character their house. Oh, I was like, that. It's like this house used to be an insane asylum. And down those stairs is where they took the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Just all this, like, grim shit. Some people can use his ultra-seriousness for really good comic effect. You know who else does that? Boondocks. He's, like, in the first episode of season yeah. three of Boondocks. And he's like, in my country, we have a word for people like this. Doshin Hashin Vahina, which means most depressing fucking kid I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of Herzog getting angry is great. <laughs> Uh, and from Herzog to some other cool shit, uh, we got the Guardians of the Galaxy panel. Sadly, whatever they showed didn't actually get out. But from what I understand, they had an absolutely amazing panel. Yeah, I, I, I saw, like, the the actual interview pieces there on, online from, like, uh, sort of news outlets and everything. And yeah, they had uh, a bunch of Ravengers come out with Taser Face. That's, that's amazing. It's like so much of Comic-Con, it's like, why should I even go now if all the trailers are just going to be released online? This is why. Taser Face is why. Yeah, and oh, it was absolutely amazing. They're just there just berating the crowd and the cast that come out. and They make fun and then, of the footage where it's like, Mantis isn't green enough. Yeah, yeah, hashtag not my mantis. Nice, that's one. I love that they do that. That's th- um, thank you, thank you, Ravagers. Uh, Michael Rooker came out as Yondu. That's f- Michael Rooker just seems like a, like a dude. Like he's just down for anything. He's like, yeah, paint me blue. I don't give a fuck. He came out as Yondu, and Yondu now has a bigger uh, mohawk. That's fucking sick. He's got the he's got the one from the comics. <laughs> hey Yondu, what have you been up to? Growing a bigger mohawk, motherfucker. <laughs> it's at this point it's just like, you know, give me a goddamn Yondu movie. I will watch a movie about Yondu now. What does I would do? as well. <laughs> and you know Rooker would be down for it too. He's like, okay, let's fucking film it this weekend. <laughs> I'll just come out dressed blue. We can, we can just film it in my backyard. We'll do it then. <laughs> the backyard adventures of Yondu. <laughs> uh, but yeah that uh, that one looked really good the biggest reveal of all is we finally know who kurt russell is playing yeah he's playing ego the living planet what? that's like something you and i would joke about where it's like huh, who's kurt russell gonna play <laughs> maybe ego the living planet no he's actually doing it though yeah and and not just that he is star lord's father mind blown all over the place i'm like i don't even know how that's possible but now i have to know well he's got a costume they revealed Mm -hmm. his costume earlier today so obviously he's like the living embodiment of the planet or something are we are we thinking that either what you said either he's the living embodiment either he was human before he became a planet or something close to a human or third of all do you think it's like a wizard of oz type deal where he just tricks people into thinking he's a little yeah, yeah he, he he's like some scumbag who's like scamming people into thinking he's a planet and everything so he, he's star lord's father <laughs> dad you're not really a planet that's fucking awesome high five <laughs> i'd love that like him to get you think he's gonna get upset but he actually thinks it's awesome that his dad tricks people into thinking he's a living planet yeah he's like yeah that, that, i'd do that i'd do I that would, too yeah. <laughs> we also got some songs apparently off uh, off Awesome Mix Number Two, uh, "Chains" by uh, by Fleetwood Mac, which is probably one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. So there you go. Already, that's looking up to be pretty good. Yeah, and we got another one from 
I can't remember what the band was called, but I looked up the song and it's like a old sort of fifties. Mm-hmm. It's like a type song, and I'm like, oh, that 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 that'll fit the movie really well. Yeah, man, I I, I can only hope that uh, Awesome Mix Number Two will be as great as Awesome Mix Number One was, because that was that oh, was the know bi- it will be. that was the biggest CD it came out, and I think that says so much about the state of music, where it's like hmm, we could listen to new music or we could listen to music from thirty years ago. Music from thirty years ago, it is. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man was there too. Apparently there was a great sizzle reel where we basically get to see a day in the life of Peter Parker. Yeah, and we got confirmation of who the villain is. Yep, Vulture. Vulture, man. And their their reasoning for that is really good as well. Vulture was in the second issue of Spider-Man, so he's technically the first villain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it makes sense for him to be in this new movie to be the first villain. We got some promo art, too, showing off his costume, and I love how they've redesigned him. He's got big talons on his feet. He's got, like, big jet engines in his wings. Apparently, from what they're saying, uh, Adrian Toomes uh, based his whole tech flight thing on Chitari technology. Yeah, I, I I thought he was gonna it was gonna be sort of like maybe something like that, or maybe he'll find or get a the schematics for Falcon suit and mm. redesign them or something. Yeah, because I was gonna say technically Falcon already does what he does. Yeah, so I thought like maybe he was gonna do that, or maybe he was like the one who designed those suits or something. That would be interesting. There's a lot of places they could go with it. I ne- I never thought I would be super psyched to see Vulture in something. <laughs> I know he looks really cool, and it's gonna be Michael Keaton. Well, we're not too sure about that yet. Mm, I'm al- I'm almost certain it's Michael Keaton. They should like be like, no, it's Martin Starr who oh. just got cast in it. <laughs> oh oh. <laughs> in my mind, just this really scrawny looking Michael Sarah guy. <laughs> in my mind, he'll always be Michael Keaton. <laughs> Imagine that from Birdman to another Birdman. <laughs> I hope they make that joke oh, about God. that. They got it. It's just quippy Spider Man because you'll be quippy in this. Hey, Birdman, this ain't Oscar season. <laughs> Go home, you piece of shit. But yeah, that was uh, that was the Vulture suit, and Marvel wasn't even done yet because there were two more huge reveals that we still needed to cover. Uh, one was for Black Panther. That was they mm-hmm. finally confirmed that, yes, Michael B. Jordan is indeed the villain of the movie, and he is indeed playing Killmonger. Yeah, that's quite interesting. It is. It, well, it kind of makes sense because for those who know about Killmonger in the comics, he's kind of like a weird dark mirror to T'Challa, so it makes sense to make him the first villain. Yeah, and Ryan Coolidge has directed this, and he directed Creed, which mm-hmm. had Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Michael B. Jordan's finally in a good superhero movie. I know. It It took some time, but he's finally here. He's probably like, yeah, I, I deserve this. <laughs> I deserve this. I earned it. <laughs> You're not going to set me on fire or anything, are you? No. <laughs> no, Michael, not here. It's all, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no fire here, son. You don't got to worry. Uh, and then the big one after that, uh, the rumors were true. Brie Larson is indeed Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I like how like nonchalant Kevin Feige was about announcing that. It's like, oh yeah, we got one more announcement. Here's Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Here's <laughs> you know, her new logo and everything. It's just, it's just, you know, just whatever. I, I, I know yeah. we've blown your minds already and won't give you a chance to recover, but here you go. <laughs> Did, have you seen the new Marvel Studios logo? I have actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. I like that they have a really cool, slick new logo. Maybe now people will finally tell the difference between what is a movie based on a Marvel property and what is an actual Marvel Studios movie. 
That that's what I was thinking when I when I saw that. I'm like, oh, well now now Fox can't trick people into thinking this is an MCU film. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm sure Fox is kicking themselves like, fuck, can we redesign ours? No. <laughs> yeah, they do something similar. It's just all Wolverine. Yeah, really, just Wolverine's face <laughs> and a Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Just Wolverine and Deadpool. They're making out on their uh, on their logo. Is what it is. <laughs> that's ours. You can always tell one of our movies when it's got that on it. <laughs> Come see it. We promise it'll be good. We promise. But yeah, fr- friggin' Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. That's amazing. Man, Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel at the same con. Did you ever think that that was ever going to be a goddamn thing to happen? Nope. That is insane. Wow, 2016. This is the year we live in, man. <laughs> w- w- what a time to be alive. It's a pretty good to be a nerd here. It sure, it surely is. And again, I mentioned it before, and I'll say it again. Nice to have kind of both studios on even footing now. Everyone yeah, kind of had, yeah, kind of had equal amounts of stuff to bring. You didn't feel shortchanged and gypped. Uh, there was another minor story here. I'm, sh- I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't even see it. Did you see the trailer for Legion? Uh, Legion. What's that? Legion got lost in the shuffle of all these great announcements, even though it should be a huge deal. Legion is the first show made by Fox as part of a Marvel co-production to bring X-Men and mutant stuff to TV for FX. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. I know I didn't see the trailer for that. It's a nothing trailer. I'm like, really? This this should be so much huger. Everyone should be talking about this one just just because of what it represents, and, and it's a nothing trailer. Really? So so it's just like one of those trailers of like, hey guys, you know, we exist. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's fucking weird too. So we see the guy who is almost assuredly Legion, who is almost like, you know, the illegitimate son of Charles Xavier. And he's he's in a mental institution and no one knows where it's like, oh, but is he really crazy? You know, he could be crazy or he could be the most powerful mutant who ever lived. We don't know. <laughs> And the majority of the trailer's exciting action is him sitting at a table being interviewed. Oh, they use the oh. word they use the word mutant once. They never mention Xavier or X Men. In fact, the only way you would even know that this was an X Men related show is that the O in Legion has a little X through it. Oh, okay. So, so it's not part of like the movie universe, is it? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> they didn't tell me. <laughs> I mean, you would think it would have to be, right? Because Legion is Charles Xavier's son, so... I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think they'll, they, they'll fuck it up somehow and make him Wolverine's brother or <laughs> son or something. This, like, it should have been such a huge deal. Like, there should have been yeah. so much fanfare behind this because it's like, oh my god, Marvel, Disney, and Fox are actually playing nice now. Maybe we can get Wolverine and Deadpool to hang out with the Avengers. And just to see it get buried by all this other news and just come out in, like, such a wet fart, just like... <laughs> well, um, Fox wasn't there this year, were they? They didn't no. have anything. Which, nope. That's really strange. I would have thought they would have, you know, announced, you know, Deadpool 3, 4, and 5. And <laughs> yeah, the Deadpool Cinematic Universe. Wolverine's Last Hurrah, number 6. And- yeah, oh, really. W- Wolverine's Last Stand, which will also be a cinematic universe now in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, they'll have spin-offs from that. <laughs> yes, Wolverine's last movie, we're going to stretch out for three movies now, the way it was always intended. <laughs> you joke, you joke, but, you know, they've done that with, like, the Harry Potter 
movies, the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> the Divergence. No. The oh god! Speaking of Divergent, did yeah. you hear about that? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. So for those of you who don't know, Divergence, a series of young adult novels, they were never really popular or successful. They were always total also rans. And the beautiful, beautiful cherry on the on the icing, on the frosting, on the cake, on the sundae of this is that the final one in the series isn't even going to get a theatrical release. The final one in the series is going to have a TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How, how could any self-respecting person go from, like, a movie to a made-for-TV movie to finish it out? Like, what self-respecting person would do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, the original cast ain't coming back. <laughs> oh, I mean, why? Unless they're under contract, they have to. That's the only way you could get them back. But what a gigantic slap in the face to be like, sorry, everyone, you got to finish this off on TV now. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I think – I actually think that's good because I think it shows that the uh... – the whole young adult novel Thing. about teens in the post-apocalyptic future is dying out. Yeah, yeah, it kind Just of. Think of like how many fucking movies we've had of that. We had the Hunger Games series. Mm -hmm. We had uh, obviously this series. We've got that Maze Runner one, which seems to be on hold because one of their stars, you know, broke his neck or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, they seem to be everywhere for a couple of years, and now they're dying out. Yeah, let's go. What's going to be the next phase? There, there was zombies. Yep. Then there was vampires. Yep. That, now there's this. What's going to be the next thing? Uh, erotic space thrillers. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so we're going to have, like, Captain Kirk going fucking all the green and blue women. Hey, there's going to be a new Star Trek show, so maybe. I'm really excited about that, especially after the last movie. The last movie was good. Yeah, the last movie got great reviews. I was shocked to see people liking a Star Trek movie for a change. I I went and saw that on the weekend. It was amazing. I'm like, man, what weird mirror universe did I wake up in where everyone likes Star Trek now? <laughs> well, when done right. Yeah, appa apparently all you needed was Justin Lin. Apparently it was Ortsy and Cortsy who were fucking it up this whole time. Yeah, well, when you get someone like Simon Pegg, who is an actual Star Trek fan, to write your movies. What are the odds of that? <laughs> Even that sounded weird where it's like, okay, we're out of ideas. Hey, Scotty, you want to write the next movie? because <laughs> like if you say no we're just going to give it to the next person who walks and we, we might just give it to the sandwich boy to walk, uh, to write <laughs> hey guy who gets the sandwiches you want to write this <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I guess with that we can finally uh, get back to uh, what is it uh, what we read this week finally we've already been talking for over an hour so I guess we can uh lightning round it and also also I'm, ju I'm just reading twitter now i see the tweet you just put out there Matt. <laughs> and joel has just yawned and burped at the same time i didn't think that was possible <laughs> i'm sorry for all the unfortunate sounds coming out of me i try and get them out before showtime starts <laughs> glad i got to meet that off at the pass motherfucker thinks he's all slick and cool <laughs> tweeting about me when i'm running the show he, he doesn't think i'll see them but i see them <laughs> <laughs> I always see them. So, okay, what was what, what did you enjoy the most this week, Matt? Let's go with that. Mm. There were a couple of good books this week. Tell me all about them. Um, I I liked I liked Superman issue three. Yep, that one was cool. More stuff with the Eradicator. They get his entire origin out in one issue. That was really that was really nice. That was well done. 
It was good. It was kind of. It was a new origin as well, which yep, is very really much cool. retcon. The Eradicators now built by General Zod to hunt down the enemies of Krypton. Yeah, and then when Krypton exploded, they were imbued with the cells that exploded from the planet, and became partially human. Crazy. Which is, which is kind of weird. Um, How very science it, fiction. It was. It was a lot better than the New Fifty Two version. Yeah, oh, I can only imagine. So I can imagine anything was better than that. Yeah, and, and uh, Crypto died. He killed and... the doggy. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I I don't think he will be dead. I think no, of like because um, Eradicator was like trying to suck out all the all of the human DNA from he, John. He just sucked out his soul. He sucked out the doggy soul. Yeah, no. Well, I think yeah, I think he'll come back. Like that, he'll be deposited in the Phantom Zone or something. Or... Well, he he vaporized his physical form. You know what they need to do? Superman just needs to get a robot dog, and then he can have like his own K nine from Doctor Who. Wouldn't that be cool, Robo Crypto? <laughs> just as long as they don't make it like that Wonder Dog, they that gritty reboot of the um the Wonder Twins where the Wonder Dog killed them. Oh fuck yeah! Don't don't do that. Don't do those <laughs> things. Uh, what did I have this week that was enjoyable? I, I, again, I had a lot of good books. Um, ooh, you know what wasn't enjoyable this week? Justice League. Really? I, I kind of liked it. It was exactly like the Rebirth issue. It was basically the same story all over again. It was a nothing issue, but we, we at least got to see, like, the Justice League, like, doing their job and not... The, the thing I really liked about this is they weren't all together. Mm. They were all spread out around the Earth being a global he- team. keeping force, yeah. Yeah, I like I liked that. And I didn't like, though, that like Superman is... He's been invited to the Justice League and he was in the, the Rebirth issue. But, but they in don't this, trust he's him. Appar- in this, apparently he's not in the team or something. Because he, he's going all over the world saving things and the team is like, mm, I don't know if we can trust him. He's Superman, for Christ's sake. I know. <laughs> Even if he's an older Superman, I'm pretty sure you can trust him. Also, wasn't it weird too, Diana, in the beginning? I've come to help you, Russia. Oh, no, wait, I killed a bunch of you. Oh, wait, there was earthquakes here? You don't say. <laughs> well, shit. Over that giant Zeus spear. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I'm like, when, when did Wonder Woman learn to bring the thunder and the lightning? <laughs> she making it rain up in here, making it rain. Uh, what else did you have? Uh, I had Star Wars issue 21. Ooh, nice, nice. I bet you enjoyed that. It was a cool issue. I think the this is going to be similar to how they're doing the Obi-Wan issues. You know how it's like a one-shot every now and then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This this issue focused on that um squad of stormtroopers that were hinted at in the last issue. And we, we, we they're called Scar Troopers. And they're mm-hmm. led by the commander who was in that Nashadar arc with the, um, who was training Luke with the lightsaber. Oh, cool, cool. They're led by him, and yeah, it's just them hunting down a bunch of rebels. Nice. And I think they're gonna—they're not gonna be like in every issue. They're gonna be like the Obi Wan issues, every issue here and there. That's a cool idea. Yeah, the team's really cool as well. Everyone, there's like a recon guy, there's a heavy weapons guy, there's a guy who uses knives and a jetpack, and sounds yeah, very really much cool. up my alley. Yeah. One day I will have to catch up on these. You got it. It's really good. Yeah, it sounds really good. Uh, ooh, a new number one this week that was great. Uh, Batman and the or Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Rebirth. My review of that just went up. That was a lot of fun. That reminded me why I liked Birds of Prey back in the day before they screwed it up. 
Yeah, I haven't read Birds of Prey in a long, long time. Um, but this issue was really great. It got a lot of the the backstory out of the way and sort of set up these people to sort of re-team up to go catch mm-hmm. Oracle. It got, it got so much story out of the way, I was kind of amazed by it, actually. Yeah, and it had, like, Killing Joke stuff in it as well. It did, which is funny, because the last uh, last uh, two authors there tried to downplay that one. Like, did it happen? We don't know. Maybe not. Only for the new works to be like, it happened. It totally happened. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, this issue, in many ways, is kind of like, you know what, disregard that run where she was in Burnside, go right from the Gail Simone run to here. Yeah is kind of what it said. <laughs> Which is funny to see writers tag each other like that. Uh, I dig that, you know, this new team of heroes has to come together to hunt an evil oracle who we don't know who it is, but who's selling information to criminals now. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and that oracle knew who, like, Barbara was, who Diana was, who mm. um, uh, Huntress, what's her name, Helena was. Yeah. You know who my theory is? You know who it's going to turn out to be? It's going to be James Gordon Jr. It's going to be Barbara's brother. You reckon? I think so, because we haven't seen him in a bit. He disappeared, and, you know, he swore revenge, and I could totally see him taking up the Oracle moniker just to fuck with his sister. And back very briefly when he was on the Suicide Squad, he was like their tech computer guy. Ooh, okay. So I could see him doing this. Also, too, you, you gotta love his computer uh, desk all over there. He had, like, Pocky and the anime figures and everything. I'm like, now here's a man who spends a lot of time on the internet. <laughs> how, how big is James Gordon Jr.'s fedora, I want to know? Oh, it's probably pretty big. <laughs> that, that's his new costume getup. He's got an eye patch because, like, his sister shot it out in the last arc there. But now he's just got a giant fedora <laughs> that's where he keeps all of his powers like forget you know uh the mad hatter and his top hat the fedora hat now is where it's at <laughs> uh, but yeah that one was really good did you get a chance to read constantine this week i did i actually read that just before the show started that was a really good jumping on point it was it was classic john constantine trying to worm his way out of a mm. deal with a devil and yeah, it was pretty cool. It's as close to Hellblazer as you reasonably can be in the DC universe now. Yeah, I, what what I really liked is that the start. Um, the bad guy. What is his name exactly? Uh, I was trying to boy. figure out. Yeah, I thought it was. I was trying to figure out like, is that his actual name or is that just like some, like British slang for something? We, we learn his demon name later, but yeah, it's it's Laughing Boy for the majority of the comic. I like at the start how John sort of talks him out of killing him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and basically saying you don't want to kill me son i like he's dressed like a mod i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's got the frilly shirt and like the shoulder pads and everything i'm like nice <laughs> these yeah. british demons are a higher class of demon <laughs> uh what, what else did you have going on i know i want to cover those because those were the two big number ones I uh, had all new Wolverine issue ten. Oh crap! I I don't even think I got that one yet. I'm gonna have to read it though because I like it. This was a fun issue. It was a Civil War tie-in as well. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and, and it actually involves stuff from Civil War. Oh, holy shit! Uh, Ulysses flashes on Wolverine, uh, Logan doing something, and we don't know what. Uh, so Shield get all uptight and go after him, Laura, and Gabby. And <laughs> there's a great part where a bunch of robbers actually try to break into their apartment and they break in and there's wolverine 
uh, Laura and Gabby standing there, and they're all, you know, Weapon X Mm-hmm, participants mm-hmm. and they just burst out laughing and they're like oh you can't have this bad luck no one has this much bad you picked luck. the wrong house motherfucker yeah and then they, there's also jonathan the wolverine the actual wolverine. the actual honest like animal wolverine <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah then shield turns up and we find out that wolverine plans to kill gabby Ooh, that's and we don't know why he wants to kill her because apparently something happened on his world because he's He's from another dimension in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do a really good way of explaining it where Gabby says, like, you're, you're my grandfather who's from the future of another dimension. Yes, basically. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a really fun book. And I usually Wolverine obviously isn't really a, a funny character. Uh, well, at least I don't think he is. He can be funny and, in certain situations. Yeah, but this book really made him quite funny he had some really funny lines in it and yeah it was really great tom taylor's doing a really good job on that book yeah i like that book a lot too which makes me worried if marvel's just gonna cancel all the friggin x-men books out of spite (laughs) oh i don't think laura's getting a new series so i don't think she is yeah i guess not but i mean they're gonna be put on hold for death of x oh yeah that's true well actually and they announced another one too apparently this winter Inhumans vs. X-Men is happening where I'm like I, th- I thought it was already happening either in the Civil War book or in one of the <laughs> other but I thought it was already happening well they're doing it again <laughs> round two isn't that what Death of X was about no actually <laughs> <laughs> look look, you just can't keep blue ballsing me with this Inhuman X-Men fight they're either gonna fight or they're not <laughs> Uh, okay, here, let, let me just take you through some ones I read really quick, and you can do the same. Because, honestly, again, I've been so busy with Comic-Con, I haven't even read all of mine yet. I hate to yeah, say same. it. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, uh, I read Thunderbolts before we started, number three. This book has kind of become a must-read now because of everything that's happening with Steve Rogers and uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. This, uh, this issue actually has uh, Bucky Barnes and his team of Thunderbolts fighting the Inhumans. Not the main Inhumans team, the Crystal Inhumans team. <laughs> <laughs> the second stringer in humans and they win the fight and buck and his team's like oh this is good right boss we want he's like no this is really bad because they're gonna tell everybody what we're doing and they do and medusa's like well fuck them thunderbolts i'm gonna keep my eyes on them and then it gets back to shield which in turn gets back to maria hill and captain america who see oh that's where kobik ran off to she's hiding out with the thunderbolts now and hydra captain america's like destroy destroy <laughs> Must get her back. Destroy. Is is the art in that book still horrible? It's a little better this issue, but it's not good. Yeah. If they want this book to survive, they're really gonna have to change the art team on this one. ASAP. Yeah, that that's really why I dropped it as well. I wasn't really interested in the story, and the art was just horrible. Here's the funny thing: this is a book where I could give less of a shit about the action when it goes on. But Jim Zub, who is a great guy, who I've interviewed numerous times, he's Canadian like myself, dude fucking nails the interpersonal character relationships. Like, the best part of this comic is when Kobik, this all-powerful god child, says, Hey, Bucky, will you read me a story before bed? And he does. (laughs) And he's sitting there all beaten up in his Winter Soldier costume (laughs) reading a book to the kid. (laughs) And then it gets, like, really heavy, too. Where Kopik is like, you're sad, Bucky, aren't you? You know, you did some bad stuff before, and you're trying to get over. He's like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, you know, I could use my powers to make you not feel bad anymore. (laughs) Basically saying, I could rewrite your mind so you don't feel bad. And for like a split second, Bucky's like, ooh, should I do that? And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. (laughs) We are what we are, good, bad, and the ugly. 
Uh, Power Rangers was really fun this week. This was a Zack-centric story, actually. Cool. And it's a bit of a retcon, too. Yeah? Yeah, it takes place like a month before Tommy Oliver moved to Angel Grove, and it says that originally Rita actually tried to tempt Zack to the dark side by giving him the Green Ranger powers. Oh, that's cool. It is cool, and for a second he considers it, then he's like, nah, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> they also go to Italy and fight monsters, which is amazing. It's like, wait, so you mean monsters attacked other places in this world? <laughs> yeah. So what were they? The show only like showed their like American journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's even better because like Rita makes the Vitruvian Man come to life and start fighting the Rangers, and the Vitruvian Man speaks only in Da Vinci quotes. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, this is way smarter than any Power Rangers comic should <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> You're assuming Power Rangers fans like myself know fine art. Touche, sir. <laughs> uh, Green Arrow was pretty sick also. Did you read that? I did. It's pretty sick, wasn't it? It was, and the art is brilliant in that oh, book. Oh, my God. Otto Schmidt, man. Just amazing. That, that guy's got it going on. Apparently, he's going to be leaving the book for a bit, but he's coming back. Oh, I know, right? It's one of the most beautiful books on the shelf right now. Uh, we learn about the Ninth Circle, what the hell they actually are. They're not a cult. They're not a secret society of supervillains. They're a bank. Yeah, they're just they're just the big bank of America. They're they're a big evil bank. Well, okay, more evil than the banks already are. <laughs> but I love this idea of a super villain bank when it's like, look, you know, if you're if you're a drug lord who needs to buy weapons or you're a dictator who wants to buy a mercenary army to take over another nation, you go to the Ninth Circle for a loan. Yep. They, they, this is what all the guys at Enron did when they got fired. Yeah, really. They all went and started up the Ninth Circle. Yeah, They, they all built a massive boat and parked it out in front of Seattle. The, the Inferno, which is crewed by the Burnt Men, and led by Dante, and I'm like, ah, get it? Dante, Captain of the Inferno? Yeah. And Dante's then, uh, Inferno. Dante's Inferno. And the guy who uh, Diggle goes to fight, because Diggle is basically now just Denzel Washington in Man on Fire. Yep. And he's like, oh, my friend, Ollie's dead, now I don't give a fuck. And he meets another guy who works for the Burnt, and his name is Virgil. I'm like, ah, get it? Virgil, Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these references are on point, Benjamin Percy. <laughs> you doing it good. So yeah, that was that was everything I've read this week so far. Yeah, I had Green Lanterns issue three. That's probably fun. I've been liking what that book's been doing. Pretty solid book. Um, at the end of it, Jessica turns towards the the rage power. Oh no, the dark side. <laughs> the dark side of the Green Lantern force. Yeah, their te- team of Baz and, and Jessica is starting to sort of break down a little bit because of their, their pretty much egos of both of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that, that uh, whoever that uh, guardian was with that box and whatever it was in, he showed up at Baz's house and scared the shit out of his family. <laughs> As he would. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty cool book. Just them sort of fighting the Red the red rage and the rage lanterns it was really cool yeah i'm liking that book a lot now here's a question i want to pose to you because i had this discussion with someone else do you think eventually they'll put baz and jesse cruz in a relationship oh yeah definitely you think so i, think so. I don't think so but then again maybe i'm the weirdo because you think it and this other person thinking and you're both smart so there you go <laughs> I, I think that would be a little on the nose for this buddy cop drama to put them in a relationship well i think it'll happen a little bit down the line maybe right i mean like, it, not- 
Not straight away. I would do a Benson Stabler thing is what I would do from SVU. Like, have the sexual tension there, but have them never act on it. Yeah, yeah. Because as SVU has shown, you could milk that for like 20 fucking seasons. (laughs) (laughs) And never have an issue with it, so that's what I would do. Yeah, uh, did you read Batman issue 3? I did read Batman issue 3. Hi, all this time we haven't even talked about Batman yet. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was cool. It was an origin story of these two other heroes who are very much like Batman in some ways, but very different in others. Yeah, I was completely wrong about who they were. Yeah, I, I liked your theories, too. Your theories were pretty good. Yeah, they, they just turned out to be uh, people who Batman saved. Yeah, and who he inspired. And the one thing that really irked me about that is when he was saving those people, That this was before Rebirth, and he was wearing his Rebirth ah, costume. Ah, okay, see, I'm glad you caught that, too. That pissed me off, too, where it's like, you know, ooh, it's back in time, but it can't be back in time because he's wearing his new costume. Yeah, like, come on, David Finch. Just, You're you know, be- come on. You're better than this, Finchman. Come on. I'm wondering if that was like a last-minute thing. Like, he did the art, and he didn't know what it was for, and then they penned in that... that uh, before or whatever probably. like a long time ago or something thing they usually put in probably yeah some wires got crossed on that one i was reading an interview with tom king and people were asking was like well, what was what were your thoughts behind this new uh series and new run and what did you want to do and he said something so funny he's like i wanted to write a batman story where he meets new people who aren't villains yeah <laughs> simple and i'm like that's that's kind of genius because you're right every time batman meets a new person they either end up a dead or be a villain yeah yeah maybe these characters will actually stick around no i don't think they will stick around actually nah they'll probably die or i something. think they're gonna die also psycho pirate yeah we haven't seen him i i don't think since the mid-teens in Superman New 52. Mm-hmm, pretty much. He hasn't been around for a while. Also, his costume is exactly the same. Yep. You know what I want to know? Psycho Pirate was one of the few people who was aware of the crises. Mm. I wonder, will he be aware of the DC Rebirth? Will he be spouting shit about the Watchmen? Ooh, maybe. I, I know, like, at San Diego, uh, Dan DiDio said uh, to, like, about this um this whole crisis and everything he said watch out for detective comics and uh what mr oz is saying mm, so mm. so that's a, he might appear in like those batman books maybe interesting interesting that's gonna be really cool and uh, hugo strange is obviously pulling the strings oh yeah I, I i really like hugo strange in this i imagined he would speak like this i have brought my friend psycho pirate to meet you now <laughs> So Hugo Strange is Werner Herzog. Yes. Oh my! If they made a movie version of it, that's who they need to cast. <laughs> the, the thing is, he wouldn't be acting. No, <laughs> he, no, he, he is Hugo Strange. Batman, have you ever taken the time to consider the crushing depression that uh, follows us here in Gotham? Have you Have you taken time to think about it? He just turns up to set one day in the Batman suit. He's like, I am doing the Batman now. I love that on TV it's B.D. Wong who is uh, Doctor Strange. That's so weird. Or Hugo Strange. Yeah. That's so weird. But yeah, that's 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 a cool book. That's good stuff. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I've still got a couple I haven't read yet. Same here. I am very much behind on Marines. Yeah. Uh, Comic Con really, really took it out of me and I think will take it out of me for a bit. Mm-hmm. 
I've been reviewing new Steven Universe stuff too. They they're doing another crazy bomb Cartoon Network where it's like, hey guys, here's a brand new episode every day of the week for like the next four weeks. How far out? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Because these episodes are only 11 minutes, and because my single reviews don't seem to be doing it anymore, I will do an entire week's worth of reviews in one, put it out, and see if people like that more. That sounds good. Of course, then Comic Con happens, so now I'm like, well, where the fuck am I going to put this? Because I want to put my Killing Joke review up tomorrow. <laughs> God damn it. Also, too, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I got really freaked out when I was looking at the analytics for my page. <laughs> Because, you know, my subscriber count was going higher, but my, like, uh, estimated revenue was going down and evening out. And I'm like, what what the fuck is happening? What is what is even? And I got so freaked out, I had to ask someone. I'm like, okay, I'll ask someone who knows more about YouTube than me. And they answered me in the most beautifully nonchalant way possible. They're like, yes, July, dude. That happens in July. <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? No one told me that. I was like, yeah, dude, July's a soft month. Summer months in general are soft. The winter months are better. I, I guess that also makes sense. You know, people in winter are inside more and yeah. like doing stuff, and whereas in summer they're out catching Pokemon and doing Clearly. all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that, that's what it's going to be for the future, right, Matt? If the comic bubble ever busts, we're just going to be doing Pokemon Go videos from from now <laughs> until forever. <laughs> I I actually went on a great walk the other day and caught so many fucking Pokemon. Oh, God. I also found where there was a gym in my area. It's actually near, like, a really sketchy, like, self-storage locker. So I'm like, I don't want to go in that gym. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get stabbed. Also, it was claimed by them Team Valorpunk. They don't rep Team Instinct like I do. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not part of this. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's gotten so bad, like... Like the radio stations here are doing Pokemon reports. Like, oh, if you really... want to catch a Magikarp, you can go out here and catch it at this time. That's fucking amazing. I, I I went to a barbecue this week with a bunch of the old people who live in my condo, and they of course hear about it on the news because they're old, which means they're the only people who actually get their news via traditional media anymore. <laughs> and they were all asking me about it, so I of course was like a big hit at the barbecue when I took out my phone and showed them all how it worked. so they're like so that's the pokemon so the pokemon are around us right now is what you're saying i'm like yes gladys they are around us right now (laughs) but we can't see them without this special device you have here i i got to be here it was even better uh i i went down late to that because i had another show that day i went down like 6 30 and these old people because they make their own wine here they were fucking smashed drunk all of them Drunk old people are amazing. They're, um, I have never seen people this old that drunk. It was great. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Like I saw all the and like they and they were like wine drunk too. Like I saw the mountains of wine bottles they had all been drinking because <laughs> they had clearly come down at like four. It was a big barbecue. It took them forever to you know barbecue enough burgers and hot dogs for everybody. So they hadn't been eating and had been drinking all day. <laughs> it was it was quite a sight to behold. Oh, that's amazing. Like, sometimes I, I hate this building for being the youngest guy for, like, four decades. But then on nights like that, I'm like, this is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> All just stumbling around, walking into shit is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, I'm like, man, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, golden girls and golden guys with hangovers come tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you give me hope for the future, drunk old people. <laughs> <laughs> You give me hope that we can still be cool. And on that note, everybody, I think we're about done for this week. I think so. 
God damn, this is yet another week where we're almost burying the needle at two hours. Yeah, people really like the two-hour shows. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it last week when I pressed end. I'm like, we talked for two hours. What the fuck did we talk about for two hours? Oh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> and we went off on, like, tangents about Gotham. and It's true, and how ridiculous that was. Plus, I had birthday shit to talk about. So, yeah, everyone, that will bring to a close this San Diego Comic-Con special episode. Oh, crap. I never, I didn't do this either. Uh, thank you, uh, our new patron. You, you gave $10. I had your information here, but I lost it now. I want to make a point of thanking all the patrons. Again, it's guys like you who make this show possible. As always, if you want to like, subscribe, favorite, share, you'd be doing me and Matt a big favor. So don't forget to do that. Yeah, come like me over on Fortress of Solitude. Yes, please do. Please check out Matt. And if you want to download the show and carry it around with you, you can by checking it out on Podbean. Yep. Actually, definitely be sure to check it out on Podbean. Be sure to download a bunch and look at the page a bunch because they had actually sent me a letter not too long ago, Podbean, saying, you know, hey, creator, we're looking at new ways, you know, uh, empower podcasters and everything by giving them, you know, like chances to make more money and stuff because we don't actually make money off Podbean. So I, of course, jumped at the opportunity being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I submitted the show and they fired it back right to me going, yeah, your show isn't popular enough. And I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> But I'll send you the letter, though. <laughs> I'll send you the Well, it was an automated response is what it was. I oh, guess yeah, they just yeah. read your link, and then it's like, your thing isn't popular enough. So get us popular enough so Podbean will take us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You're not cool enough for Podbean. I, 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 need, I will wear the leather jacket. I will smoke the cigarettes if I can be cool enough to hang out at the cool <laughs> part of Podbean. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I, is I don't even really know anyone else who uses Podbean. I think the DC Weird Science podcast uses it, which I think was one of the reasons I did it, where I'm like, okay, well, if it's easy enough for them, then I can do it too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, th- that'll just about do it for another episode, everybody. Again, thank you for watching. This will be our 25th episode. To think, Matt, we're only five away from 30. Oh. It's it's been a long ride so far. It has. We did how many blood sweat comics? Oh God, we were getting up into the sixties, I think. Pardon? No, I think we 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 had like a hundred, didn't we? Didn't we do a hundred? Ah, I can't remember, man. Those a bunch of those episodes are lost now to time and history. I don't know where those ever got put, but I think we were damn close. Yeah, we're getting up there. I know that we're we're probably the most consistent show. Yeah, I think we did 100. I can't. It, it wasn't that long ago, and now I can't remember. <laughs> it all blends together, man. We put how many years worth of our life into that show, and now I can't even remember how many episodes we did. <laughs> oh, God. Joel needs some rest, everybody. Joel needs to stop talking for a little bit. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, man. See ya. See ya.